appreciate you letting me go into work one hour late. <laughs> what a champion. I'm always there for you, buddy. Yeah, thanks, man. All right, we are back. And really, we're back this time right. because we were we were out quite a while. We? Little hiatus. I went nowhere. But it was all for the better. Yeah. And improvements. And we got Savage Life Media taking over all the media for the gym. We're doing a bunch of new projects. I'm working on a short film right now for the gym. And uh, the podcast is, everything's going to get revamped. So we had to take some time off and uh, do a little traveling. A lot happened. Yeah. You and a lot to cover. I and mean, we got the Khabib and Connor. We, I mean, we had so much shit to cover. Tito, Chuck. A lot. So, uh, some old alum. I'll let you, I'll let you go ahead and, uh, well, let's, well, get I mean, the we show well on the road. Start out, I'm sure, because I am. I'm trying sure to think of where we, we left off. <clears throat> Probably UFC 7. It's been a long time, buddy. Yeah. It's a <laughs> um, l- um, the reason, I guess, uh, I've been getting the text, you've been getting the text. When are we doing another podcast? The reason we haven't is because you went to, um, Las Vegas. First of all. First. That was the first thing. And what happened down there? So we did the uh, Ultimate Fighter Season 1 reunion, and not many people know about that. Instead of our 20-year high school reunion, you went to that, and I stayed here. That's true. Yeah. I did. I chose the uh, Ultimate Fighter reunion the instead of the high school yeah. reunion. I don't know what's more important. I think the reunion with uh, Ultimate Fighter was the, the most important. No, I'm sorry. I fully agree. Other uh, than uh, us, dude, no one else was cool, I think, at school. So what was that like? I mean, you, gotta, you really didn't tell me much. Yeah, well, we had to sign like confidentiality agreements, so I'm gonna probably like get sued after we talk about it because yeah, I'm mean, gonna well, I want to boost it up and like it's gonna air I think today or tomorrow on Fight Pass. It's the very next episode of the 25 years, yeah. or whatever on Fight Pass after the uh, Ken Shamrock one. I definitely recommend <laughs> watching it because I don't know what they're gonna show because you're in it. But yeah, I'm in it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I don't know what they're gonna show, but it was cool and it did have some uh, interesting moments, uh, some little controversial topics and it was cool to catch up to see what people have been doing since the show there was people in that room that i haven't seen since the finale like i i should like you who? not and then there's been people that i've seen very briefly since the finale and then of course there's been people that i've seen more often like forrest and uh obviously chuck um but yeah so it was a it was a it was a reunion, like really, like I mean, it wasn't like we all just been hanging out in the same job for fourteen years. Fourteen years, by the way. Wow. How crazy is that, dude? That's yeah. <sighs> Seems like just yesterday. It Not almost really. was. It might have been for Thacker. Was he there, Jason? No. Thacker? So okay, let me tell you who showed up. So everybody was there except Jason Thacker, um, and Loden Sincade, who had excuses. Wow. They wanted to be there, and they were in the group chats and stuff. They they wanted to be there. Um, and then Koscheck didn't show up, but Koscheck didn't show up for Koscheck reasons. So a little disappointed. Nobody really cared, but it was kind of like one of those things where it's like, come on, like you know, everyone, everyone, there's everyone in the in the that room particularly had some kind of issues with something since the show. Be it each other, be it uh, someone in the game, be it the UFC, be it whatever the case. There was all kinds of different issues, but during that one dinner and that conversation that we had. Um, I guess multiple conversations. Everybody put their differences aside, um, and just took it for what it was, man. And like we just embraced this this thing that we did, which was a big part of history in the UFC. Sports history. Who cares sports. about you know what what it impact it had on selling the UFC or what what our worth was or what we got paid or how big our careers got? The point is, we were a part of something big in the sport that we did. 
very few people can be a part of something big in the sport they did. You know what I mean? There's a lot of football players, yeah. basketball players, baseball players, but not many of them were in that like that that moment that exploded the sport of their sport. You know, so it was cool, man. And and, and I think we were all humble and happy and happy to see each other like it was great man I, I enjoyed seeing everyone there was a lot of love to be honest and was there a lot of bromance any confrontation you don't have to get into it i guess let them watch i, it, I can't yeah yeah i don't i might get sued if i'm gonna get sued which they won't sue me i don't think i'm just promoting their show but um yeah of course there was controversy uh and it was funny too so I, I, they're definitely going to show that it's it, I mean, it, it parallels the show. I mean, it's nothing like that didn't happen on the show. It just kind of gets escalated. Because um, if you remember, my very first UFC ever, I went with the entire first season with you. Yeah. So that's my, that was my introduction to him. I remember the picture we took with the whole first season. With Forrest Griffin? Forrest Griffin and, and, and well, everybody. The, the whole crew. The whole crew, man. Fun fact, Forrest Griffin said he'd pay for every drink <laughs> I had in Vegas if I gave him the shirt that I wore that night, which was $12 at Ross and Marshall's, one of those places. <laughs> yeah. And... uh I mean, these are $18 drinks, even in 2005. So inflation, were they 25 bucks a piece now? And uh, I never gave him the shirt, just so you know. But, but yeah, man, that was a whole, I mean, even, they were obviously different characters just as portrayed on TV, but they were real, I mean, humble, down to earth, most of them. Same, man, same. In fact, more. More. And uh, somebody left their microphone on. <laughs> or their phone on. That's, yeah, it's a regular phone, not and, microphone. Uh, yeah. Fix that real fast. Mike's phone. This is uncut and raw, so you could hear that, uh. It's, wow. been, it's it's been a while, so uh, that's I made a mistake. Sorry, Oof. what a huge error! Yeah, huge. Uh, so no, I think they were more, uh, yeah, more cool. Like more, more. It was it, everyone has well, grown everybody's up. grown up. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's so. grown up, and like you know, everyone's happy for each other. And there's this general like that whole competitive, uh, bitter kind of like, you know, game show type mentality we had on the show we're competing against each other we're we're competing against the entire ufc because the ufc hated us you know when, when we first started that show we were like marked targets in the ufc that's why when we came on the scene and we had those fights at ultimate fighter finale uh, ultimate fight night one ultimate fight night two we were trying to fight for our lives because like the ufc fighters at that time were telling us that we were getting a handout that we didn't des- we didn't deserve to be in the ufc uh, we were just on the TV show and, and we weren't qualified fighters. And when you look back now, we were the most qualified fighters of every season. I mean, like, dude, oh, yeah. uh, Diego Sanchez had a ton of fights. Forrest Griffin had a ton of fights. Well, Stefan like Bonner was fighting fought, Jungle Fight, fought Machida. I mean, dude, there was a lot of fights in that first season before that show ever taped, you know? So those are the, those are I had already days, fought for the man. title of, of WC. I mean, it wasn't like we were all inexperienced like some of these other guys. So. But anyway, long story short, we had to prove ourselves to the whole UFC, and uh, that's why we were kind of like we had a chip on our shoulder when we came out. What's that's why the, some of my post-fight speeches were a little, a little it, douchey. It just seems like well, yeah, it happens. <laughs> it, um, but like you know, the, the first maybe four, five, six seasons, maybe I don't know. Yeah. I mean, what are they up to? Twenty-eight, twenty-nine now? I think it was like thirty. Thirty. See, I don't even. I thirty can't something. Even yeah. Name you somebody that's after episode or season four? I mean, I was at the season two when uh, the finale. You fought on the finale? No, no, no. Uh, the finale of season two at the Hard Rock Cafe. Man, I want to say it was Brad Imes and Rashad Evans. Didn't was Brad season, Imes' mom pass away right before Was that season or two or something? I was, at, was it that I one? I know Rashad Evans was season two. Yeah, I was at that one. And that's where Leonardo DiCaprio was upstairs. And that was like my big oh, moment. Here it goes. That was my big moment. Was he dude. talking about your banner? No. He, 
But speaking of that, I did have the first sponsor banner. No. But uh, that, that was my big moment of like, wow. When you realize the sport you're in is bigger than, than you think. When yeah. like Leonardo DiCaprio is there watching and you get to meet him and everything. That was kind of cool. So that was kind of my wow moment of the – my first big wow moment in the sport, you know, because I was just coming off the show. I had fought in Ultimate uh, Fight Night 1 or – no, no, just the finale at that time, I think. And that was it. That was so many. So I was very was new. Fuel, Spike, pay-per-view yeah. – there was one of the FX. So anyway, long story short, yeah. the, the the reunion was great. Uh, we all sat down together. It was Randy Couture, Chuck Liddell, uh, Nate Core. I mean, everybody, dude. Like I said, everybody but those three. And we talked about everything. Uh, Shonau was there. Um, it was good catching up with Diego. Hadn't, like, talked to Diego in a long time, even though he's still fighting. Uh, me and Diego were back and forth trying to be the longest reigning Ultimate Fighter season one fighter still competing in the UFC. Obviously, he takes the title. He's still fighting right now. Well, I got to ask, are you still under contract? Technically, me and Diego still have the record for the longest two contracts in UFC history. And he mentioned that at the at the actual uh, the reunion, too. He probably won't put that in there. Did you mention that you're going to fight again? <laughs> I'm not going to fight again, dude. Yeah, that, was just, say that. that was just a post on Instagram. I was How just, can I get that I was that just raising free... some curiosity. How am I supposed to get that uh, free Reebok gear without you fighting again? I know you took everything, dude. I go to a fight. I don't get nothing when I come home. I know. I need new shit or new stuff. Sorry. Can mm -hmm. I cuss on this? It's been so long. I've done yeah, one. Yeah, you can, cuss. can we cuss on here? Well, fuck. I think it's our show. I think we can cuss. Um, anyway, so, yeah, it was good, man. And I think the, uh, the reunion is going to be definitely a good watch for you guys watching the Fight Pass. I mean, it's free if you have Fight Pass, so why not? And uh, you get to see us all 14 years later. Like I said, I'm actually pretty curious too. I mean, I Bobby Southworth, he was like, uh, he didn't look like he changed much. Josh Rafferty, he looks young. He was there. Was he there? Yeah. Chris Lieben was there. I sat next to Chris Lieben. He, Chris Lieben, Chris said, Sanford, is that one of them? Yep. Chris Sanford was there, and he's one that I hadn't seen probably since the finale. And he looked great. Everybody was dressed up nice. Um, what were you wearing? I don't remember. I'll have to watch. <laughs> no I shirt. I'm, I was dressed up kind of nice, like semi semi dress. Yes. Vegas. Yeah. Was, Vegas. was there drink served at this thing? Yeah. Anything get out of hand? I didn't at drink all? though. Without without ruining it, but I didn't drink. People did though. And I will say this though, I was real proud of Chris Levin because he's sober now and uh he doesn't drink or do anything. And I was wow. real proud of him, yeah. Real proud of him. He seems like he's got his head on straight and uh a good moment of that was there was some chocolate served and it, like for dessert and then we grabbed a chocolate and he took a bite. And then spit it out and threw it back. It had rum in it or something? It had rum in it. And he literally wouldn't even eat the, the chocolate candy because of that alcohol. Good for him. Good man. for him. I was I was proud of him, you know. He said something about having uh, something coming up. I don't I don't want to say too much because I don't know what they're going to air and what they're not. Yeah. It doesn't have nothing to do with Ultimate We can do Fighters a little recap after. Season it. one. Yeah, so the next podcast, which for sure the next podcast, we'll do a recap of what they showed. And then I can kind of go into like what well, they showed, them, yeah. if got, what they didn't show. Let's see. Y'all will probably see this by the time we do the next podcast. Or, yeah, so y'all will see that show before we do the next podcast. Absolutely. So if y'all got any questions, yeah, leave them in the comments. Time, yeah. yeah, yeah. So the show is going to air within the next day or two. We'll post this by tonight. So yeah. we won't do another podcast for another at least three days, four yeah. days. We're going to try to do two a week from here on. So um, we're building a new website and all kinds of new stuff, guys. So all this uh, I hate us and what word? I hate us. <laughs> it's very British. I hate us too. Yeah. Wow. So anyway, uh, so there's that. And uh, then I went to Russia. I went to Russia. I didn't. Yeah. I'm just going to tell you every time I don't travel. <laughs> yeah. Just so you know. Well, that was fun. 
did some stuff with Savage Life Media. Well, and then, yeah. uh, I did uh, I did a seminar kind of thing, a master class, they call it, at, at my friend Tolia's gym. Um, you know, Russia is our biggest demographic in uh, AK Thailand. So it's it's a hot spot to go to. And I've been going there back and forth for 19 years, you know. So I lived there for a year. I go back all the time. Somewhat speak the language. You know, I'm not like fluent, but um, I try. Man. I try. And so it's kind of a hot spot. So there's that. Did and you get injured out there or anything? Or I did. You good? Why you got to bring that up? Because it's funny, man. You like it when I get hurt. So there was like this... Uh, I was climbing this uh, crane because I wanted to like take a picture from this really high area like all these crazy Russians do. So it was a lightweight from the Ukraine is what you're saying. So I was like at the very top of this like, oh man, it must be like 700 feet or something. And I was like um, barefoot climbing this thing. Barefoot. Yeah. In the me, snow. Me and a camera. That's it. You in a frozen metal crane cold, in the snow. And it was like pulling my skin off as I took each step. Wow. And I got to the very top to take a picture and then I twisted my knee. That's a shame. Is that believable? I thought it was you. Stepping off the mats. No, nah, I was actually teaching a technique. Look at you training. When you get to my age, teaching a technique, drilling a technique actually can get you injured. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nobody believed me. They laughed. They're like, ah, ha, ha, ha. And I'm like, no, I'm really injured. My knee really hurts. Sammy Sosa went on the disabled list because he sneezed too hard and hurt his back. I'm telling so you, So there's bro, some freak accidents. I'm telling there. you, when you've been fighting for 30 years, dude, your body's a wreck. Any little thing, and especially when you're not doing, like, for instance, this thing, we were filming a show in Russia. We were doing, a, 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 like, a, this new show Tolly's doing, and so it was more for film. We were filming stuff. So I wasn't warmed up. I wasn't stretched or anything, and all of a sudden, I wanted to jump in because I'm just, I'm a fighter, too, and th- the guys on the side were working on something, and they were doing it wrong, you know? So I wanted to jump in and correct them. So I jumped in to correct them, um, and then I was, like, on my knees, and then, like, for whatever reason, my kneecap popped out and popped back in. How'd that feel? Not good. And uh, I guess whatever it twisted and, and tore going out and going in wasn't a good thing. Is this why you won't play me in basketball right now? Or No, I'm, I'm good now. I mean, I'm good. I'm, it's better. Well, we'll go right now. It wasn't like I don't need surgery or anything, but yeah. it was kind of embarrassing to get hurt. Drilling. It was nice to get away, though, at least. For yeah, you. no, I got away, and it was good. And <coughs> uh, we did some work with Savage Life uh, Media as well, a new company I'm bringing up. So Savage Life uh, Media on Instagram, if you can follow them. Uh, anyway, a little <laughs> plug there. <laughs> I'm not like proper 12, proper 12. Yeah, speaking of that, did you know that they're fighting? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, anyway, it's doing all the media for AK Thailand. So let's get to something more interesting. So obviously we just had the press conference with Khabib and Connor. Now, here's the thing. I went on to Khabib's page, and I posted that I thought he did a good job and won, won the press conference, in my opinion, because, you know, I, I get that uh, – I get that – you know, Connor does what he does, and that's how he does press conferences. And, and it's entertaining, and that's winning because you're building the fight. But as far as, like, uh, strategic warfare, psychological warfare, I guess, and strategic, um, you're trying to get in your opponent's head. You're trying to break your opponent. You're trying to scare your opponent, right? Um, I didn't see that with, uh, with Khabib. He didn't give a shit. So I think it reversed. When, when you try and intimidate somebody and you go to those great links like he was, he was acting like a madman. And it doesn't work, it kind of backfires on you. Because now you're thinking like, shit, this guy's like tough, you know? Well, I just, I mean, hats off to McGregor. There's three things that I can remember about that. McGregor looked like an idiot. Um, Khabib, you know, was firm and composed, I guess is the word. Mm-hmm. And then proper 12 whiskey. And all that, like I said. He was drinking. He had two shots. It was a huge commercial for his damn whiskeys. I mean, kudos to him. I mean, shit, now he's on the mats at the UFC for yeah. 
for his marketing and all that stuff. And I mean, he had two shots though, like before he fight. I mean, just out of respect, that's kind of like not usually uh, a good thing to do before a well, fight. I mean, it's disrespectful to drink before a well, fight. You know? Either he wins or loses, he's still gonna make what eighteen. Yeah, he's I mean, something weird. And Here's the thing: what people misunderstood. So I, I went back and forth with after I left this comment because I got a ton of like feedback and stuff. Um, I'm a Conor McGregor fan. I do like Conor McGregor. I think he's a great fighter. I think he's done amazing things for the sport. And I think everybody that's in the sport, including myself, who's out of the sport even, should thank him for what he's done yeah. and, and continue to do so. He builds the sport. He, we have 10 Irish people at our gym right now. You know why? Yeah, Come on. exactly. So I, I'm a huge fan of Conor McGregor, but he's fighting my teammates. So you can sit there and say it's being biased, but you can also look at the stats. Okay, so like I, I know even more so than the bookies because I train with, with Khabib and I'm a lot bigger, you know, and I felt his strength and, and his wrestling and how he trains and he's savage. So it's like when you look at the stats and the fact that I've trained with him, he's the absolute worst type of opponent for Conor McGregor, which is why he's the favorite. I mean, there's mm -hmm. a reason why he's the favorite. Mm -hmm. He destroys people. Like he absolutely mauls them. And then he talks to him while he's mauling them. Well, he's never what lost he get, a like round a 50, in the UFC. 50, 40, something like in his last fight. Yeah, 50, 43s or whatever He was, was. playing. I mean, it's just like he, he's a mauler. And we know that Connor gets tired. He gets worn down and then wants to quit. Um, he's tapped out three times. Some people speculate he quit in boxing when he was getting punched. Right. He he's won two down. his last three fights. So, I mean, like, in this fight, I'm, I'm, I would be for, Con I mean, I'd be for Khabib as a prediction, regardless if he was my teammate right. or not. I'm a fan of Connor and what he does. I think it's great for the sport. You know, it's entertainment. But I would be for Khabib either way um, if I was betting money on it. Being my teammate, I'm even more so for him. You know, we're, we're AKA, you know. Well, we're, he's an alum of this he's lovely a, program. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, he's, he's AK family. And, uh, you know, he trains with one of my best friends, Javier, you know, who's, who's trained me my whole career. And they're experts. There's, there's, a, there's a reason why AK's built more champions and stars than any other team in the world. You know what I mean? We, we well, do our homework. We do our training right. How many, how many total belts are there in the male part? I don't know, but I know Seven? where you're getting at, and we got three of them. Yeah, three of them. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, what's his name? Rockhold's right there. You yeah. know, and it's... He's, kind of, he's got a big fight coming up. Yeah. November. Yeah. November 6th? Something like that, yeah. Oh, fuck. He's got a big fight coming up, and then... Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. So, but another thing I want to add about McGregor too is he hadn't fought in how long? Uh, two years. I mean, right? I get the boxing bullshit. Is it two or four? No, two. I think it's two, two and a half, something like that. Two and a half, but the boxing doesn't count. And here's the thing: why I, I think the boxing hurts. Some people's like, well, he boxed, so he still got some kind of ring experience. That's true. And and the way that when you get in front of the big lights, have a big fight like that, um, it teaches you to be less nervous and and you know it builds your experience right. level. But at the same time, leading up to that fight. He never worked takedown defense. And in the fight, he didn't work takedown defense. Because why would you work takedown defense when you're fighting in a boxing fight? Exactly. So for that entire period of getting ready to fight Floyd Mayweather, he didn't train in the thing that he should have been training overtime in to fight Khabib. You know what I mean? Like, you, you can't pick up Khabib's wrestling in, like, a year or two years or five years or ten years. I mean, this is a guy who's beat everybody. I mean, like, he, he's a master at takedowns. You, you can't learn to defend those takedowns in, a, in one fight camp. You know, so maybe think about this. So his last fight when he beat um, Diaz, let's say conservatively, he took two weeks off. Maybe he trained a little, maybe not, but he knew he was going to fight later on. So, of course, he didn't train there. He didn't train after the uh, Mayweather fight. So he probably went a solid eight, ten months, you think, without even doing any kind of takedown defense on top of him not fighting for two years. Yeah, he can put as much takedown, you know, yeah. in the next, I mean, well, what? How long has he known about this fight? You'd say a solid. I mean, here's the thing: he's got it's a kind of a puncher's chance kind of fight. 
He's got a, everyone knows he's yeah. got to land. He's not going to out condition Khabib. There's no way he's, he'll beat him in a decision. He's not going to beat him in a decision. He's not going to outwork him. He's not going to out wrestle him. He's not going to get more takedowns. He's not going to have more control on the ground. Um, he can out he can out strike him, but Khabib's not going to stay on the outside. He's not going to let him. So you have to strike him as he comes in, Circle and when he comes left, in, that's all he has to do. if he gets in one time, you're down, and then it's going to be his fight. He can't get up. People he are saying, oh, he's got underrated Absolutely ground game. Not. A, everybody has underrated ground game against um, uh, in the UFC. The, the Connor I saw game. against Nate Diaz. I mean, uh, you can train with the best guys in the world. And he has great training partners. Don't get me wrong. The guys that, that he trains with. But you just can only learn so much. His best bet was to have Diaz come help him for this. Which well, I doubt got, he would. He's got good guys at his camp, but he's not going to stop Khabib's takedown. I mean, Khabib's going to go for one, two, three, four. He's going to go for 100. He'll never stop going for him. Yeah. And all he's got to do is protect his head. And he's going to smother him. He's not going to come up with his hands down. He knows the punch is coming. So it's like when you have a puncher's chance and then your opponent knows that is all you have, he's going to yeah. be prepared. So now that makes that puncher's chance that much harder to get. It, it kind of sucks because I know your prediction. So it sucks for me to ask you or you to ask me because it's the exact same result mm. is what I think. Right. Might as well say it though. The uh, I mean, I like. Well, I mean, I don't want to sound like we're just saying it to each other, because we, you know, we don't want to copy each other. Whatever. Point being is, he's gonna. I personally do feel he's gonna tap from strikes in the second round. I say third. Oh, you changed it. No, no. I've always, always said. Uh, I've always said third or fourth. I'll give him to the third or fourth. He should be training hard. I think very likely it could be the second. It just yeah. depends. If he lands, if he can't cover up enough. He can TKO him, I think, by the second. But as far as making him like quit from exhaustion and like tap out from strikes, I think third or fourth. See, I don't think he'll last that I long. think he'll be dead by I then. I think he's going to come hyped up. He's going to start doing dumb shit on the way to the octagon, all that crap. And he's going to – obviously, adrenaline. He's going to have that dump because he's going to be smothered yeah. on top of the ring rust that he has. I don't see it going more than two rounds. Well, another thing people don't understand – How know tired he's going to be after the first round? Well, here's the – that's the thing I was going to add is uh, – when you train with Khabib, like his his one round is like two, so like I think anyone who's fought him can probably vouch for this. But like when you fight Khabib, like one round is like two. Like when he gets on top of you and puts that pressure, it's not like one round. Right. So going into the second round is going to be like going into the third round, conditioning wise for for uh, Connor. It's going to be a brutal fight if he doesn't land that that big left hand. What's a, a Shark Tank like with Khabib? That he's going. I mean, he's going with multiple guys every round. Salim's one of them. Our guy Salim, you know, and and he's going with tough guys. Nice Salim, and they're switching off every, either two people per round or three people per round, against Khabib. I mean, and and unreal. they're trying to defend the takedown, and all Khabib is doing is going for takedowns and takedowns. I, mean, I, I assume I'm not asking to strategically what Hobbs working on, but I assume that is 100 yeah. percent what he's working on. You obviously don't want to stand and, and make a boxing fight with Conor McGregor when your strong point is is ras or wrestling and grappling. So hold on, were you about to say wrestling? Yeah, <laughs> wow, wrestling. West Texas shit, dude. It's been a while since I've been on the mic. It's too easy. Like uh, Eminem till he dropped that surprise album, oh, Kamikaze. God destroy well, everybody you would have your own podcast if you could talk about that machine gun kelly guy and dude machine gun did get destroyed yeah but like you know more about that than eminem does you know that right no i, I i'm old school hip-hop like growing up like when oh it was yeah real. you can name the top 40 chart list or whatever dude i'm old school not the new school where it's all like all these i mean six nine's cool See, i like, I don't I like watching him but like uh, I'm into the old school, and like now that there's like beef going on, it's more interesting, right? And uh, <laughs> Eminem, beef. Eminem just We're like 40, dude. Eminem just that. dropped a surprise album and and shredded all the people that like were talking shit about him, and he did it in a pretty good way. 
And then uh, MGK fired back, which I, and I'll agree with Eminem. It was good for MGK. I mean, it was it was a decent uh, diss track, but I think I think Eminem murdered him. Like he murdered him, bro. Like every be, single. Be hundred percent honest with me. Did you dissect that? Absolutely, I dissect everything. You know that. Yeah, but not a a bullshit rap that it's nobody's not, gonna remember in it's a not year. Bullshit, dude. He he destroyed his career probably. No better line he's than when Tupac laughed said. At, he's getting laughed at at his, his concerts now after this. Oh, yeah. I mean, his career You're talking over, about but. a guy who's opening for Fallout Boy. He's opening for Fallout Boy, and then Who? he comes after Eminem. MGK. No, but who's Fallout Boy? Is that another <laughs> rapper? <laughs> no. Anyway. So he's opening for another band. and So he's an opener, and he's coming after Eminem, the greatest of hey, all time. Hey, it worked. He got the his goat. 12 minutes of fame, man. I mean. He, and he did good. I mean, I, I will say that, you know, his bars were okay, and like he. he <laughs> <laughs> was he spitting dope bars, player? Yeah, dude. He, he, was he, he lit? He did okay, but uh, Eminem wow. shredded him. Every single thing that Eminem said in the entire album, like every line had a purpose. Dude, Kill Shot, the name of the album. It was a movie from uh, uh, 2008, 2009 with uh, Joseph, Gor- Joseph Gordon-Levitt or whatever. Robin uh, from Batman? It was, uh, it, yeah, it was a movie called Kill Shot. And, the kid from 10 and Things It was a, a hitman who was chasing down a guy named Colson, who's MGK's name, you know? So it's like every single thing he thinks about and dissects, it's genius, dude. All, all, all the things he said in there. And I will say that the people that are bashing it, uh, Joe Budden, uh, The Breakfast Club and all those guys. And <laughs> I have zero idea what the fuck you're talking and about. And MGK, they're all with Diddy. So in, in the diss track, he also attacked Diddy by saying Diddy put the hit out on Tupac. And uh, the people that are, that are, you know, I guess uh, MGK was with Charmelina God or whatever oh. his name is. I don't know. But uh, he, he has his, his I can little feel podcast. I can losing viewers. His podcast, whatever. And then Joe Budden. They all work for, for Diddy. And Diddy, obviously, and, and, and uh, Eminem don't get along. So it's like. Is Joe Budden the ex-vice president? No. He's less less famous than that. Oh. That's Joe Biden. Yeah. Joe, yeah, Joe Budden is not. Yeah. He, he okay so I don't know what was worse than being uh an like an opener and dissing Eminem or dissing Eminem on a podcast which is what Joe Budden did. I don't know what's more weak than than either one of those two things. Well podcasts are cuz Joe Budden ain't going to release a diss track on Eminem for sure. But uh anyway, yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about, man. I'm not Yeah, gonna we got lost in the whole uh the whole uh, Eminem and uh, MGK thing. But I'm just saying, I, dude, I was a fan of Eminem for a long time, man. And not that I'm like a rap guy, but like it's inspiring to see people come up. And I like I like the fact that he writes his music and it means something. And, and yeah, some of his albums weren't as good as of, you know, the last few, but he came back strong, dude. And like uh, his his diss track alone set the record on YouTube. It's the, it's the most uh, views of any hip hop debut ever. And it was a diss track. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you found yourself a hobby. Yeah. All I, the only thing I've ever seen about this new rap crap is uh, they're all white. Now I got pink hair or some shit. But um, like when we were 22, if you fell asleep at a party, maybe you were served more than one beer. <laughs> Not you, but a person. They would draw dicks and chill over your face and all that crap. Like that's the tattoos they have now. Yeah. And I'm just amazed that people listen to that. Times change, you know. But but that's why I'm saying I'm so excited that like now it's back you to You just the, want to see some people killing each other. No, nah, right? I didn't say that, but it's back to the old days of like having beasts with each other and the rap and the lyrics are uh they're truthful. They they have meaning. There's 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 content behind them. It's not like they're just screaming about shit that that's What's on the their guy? mind. You said another guy's name the other night. 
Uzi? Uzi Joe or Uzi? No, 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 some Uzi. There was an Uzi. A little Uzi vert. Oh. <laughs> I'm not a fan of it. I'm just saying. He, he's like one of the new ones. It's like you were mad at me just then. I didn't know that name. No. can't believe it. What happened to you, buddy? You know G-Eazy, though, right? No. How do you not know him? I have no idea who that is. I'm not, I'm not just he, doing this just for the podcast. He released a diss track against MG, uh, MGK, I heard too. it one time. Somebody sent it to me, and I was like. And he, he shirted MGK, Because I like too. Eminem. Don't get me wrong. You know, I mean, you know, I was 19 when his first album came out, or 17. I don't even know what it was, but. So it was it was cool back then. But, uh, All right, we'll move on from the Eminem. I appreciate that. Uh, stuff. So what's next, man? What else we got? I mean, nothing as intriguing <laughs> as your, <laughs> your. Come on, man! This stuff's intriguing. Uh, okay, to me. I got something for you. That you watch documentaries on Netflix, and let me tell you, and there's nothing more boring than than a documentary shit. about basketball shoes. And you'll, you'll watch that for like two hours. Do you know what, what I that, saw? What is that going to do for your life one day? Do you know what I saw last night? And this changed my life. There is, <laughs> I can't make this shit up. Google it. Mike the Headless Chicken. You've heard that. Well, you run around like a head or chicken with your head cut off? <laughs> in 1949. <laughs> I swear to God. How deep into Netflix did you have to dig to find it? It was, it was on YouTube or some shit. But um, uh, chickenhead.com. That's a black porn site, by the way. But if um, you, you Google this, <laughs> I believe you. Actually. It's a, uh, this dude cut off his chicken he was on a farm with an axe and he didn't get the is it the crotal or ventral or ah, fuck, i can't remember the name but the main the ve- ah, fuck you'll get it you know what i'm talking about the main one that but the head was off cut the fucking head off right and it lived for guess how long you are i i had to google it too i absolutely shit my pants when i figured out how long this this chicken lived how long just guess say so just throw it can't throw eat. something ridiculous it can't you eat can. or drink. He, and i will i will tell you he fed it with an eyedropper of um like milk and shit, whatever the hell chicken With no head. And corn. Yeah, with no head. How did it chew? It, it just swallowed. It was in an eyedropper. It, I'm telling you. And it would still try a to cluck. A piece of corn was an eyedropper. That's what killed him, is a piece of corn. Swear to God. Just trust me. Oh, Google I'm digging. It. This I'm is fucking mind-blowing. All right? So, it, it, <laughs> just guess. You just got to guess. What, what would be ridiculous? That's what I thought would be ridiculous, too. I'm not going to lie. 18 months. He, this is this is in 1949. He would take it to like fairs and all that weird carnival shit. Oh, so he's making money on it. That's why, of course. Yeah. A, he would charge a quarter to see it. He made forty nine hundred dollars in a month, which is equivalent to something like twenty eight thousand dollars now or oh, something wow. like that. For a, but this, <laughs> but he, it's a chicken without a head. How do you live that long? Eighteen months. I don't know why that just. I just. I don't want to believe you on this one, buddy. I don't. I don't. Is it a documentary or did you found it? It well, I, I saw it through like a piece of a documentary. And I had to stop and go back and look. And yeah, this is our big comeback podcast. Th- We're talking about chickens amazing. with their heads cut off. What else lives that long without a head? A head of lettuce doesn't live that long if it's under the best conditions. You think of another head? I can't. No, you got me there. But you just get what I'm saying. It's fucking. But let's move ahead amazing. from this and uh, talk about something more that our viewers would probably want to hear about than this chicken. I was just trying to wing it. Okay, I got you. Trying to get a breast of this podcast. Okay, okay, okay. So what's next? Give me something else. I'm letting um, you run shop here. Come on. I don't know, man. Let's talk about our boy, Chuck Liddell. Chuck Liddell. He made me dress as a woman to be on here. Yep. And fighting Tito Ortiz. Looks like it's for real now. If you haven't seen that podcast, go back and watch it. Mark looks like a crack whore uh, prostitute uh, because I told him that Chuck Liddell wanted him to dress as a female. Uh, not necessarily a crack whore prostitute female with real hair, by the way. Um, it was real hair. Yeah, that's fucking creepy. Uh, when he came on. But uh, anyway, yeah, he's fighting Tito Ortiz. What do you think about that? Uh, <laughs> I mean, 
absolutely love Chuck Liddell. Don't get me wrong. And I do think he's going to win just because I think mentally he's a – I mean, he's got Tito. He, you know, he's 2-0 and against him and murdered him. But, it, again, they haven't fought in 12 years, so it's different. And Chuck hasn't fought in, what, seven years? Eight. Is it eight? Yeah, and then, you know, Tito just fought, you know, in Bellator or whatever. But mm. I still think um, – I think it looks like just from what I've seen, just bits and pieces of looking at their social media and stuff like that, videos, when I'm not watching Headless Chickens. Mm. Um, it looks like uh, Chuck's taking it pretty seriously. Of course so, he is. I don't know, man. I, I I see Chuck winning this one, man. And I really hope mm. he does. Not just because, again, he's, you know, a, a I think favorite, he's mentally stronger as far as, like, I mean, we've seen Tito give up kind of in fights. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I think Tito was a big staple of our sport. And, like, you know, he was a big... Uh, part of the growth and and the face of the UFC for a long time but that being said even back in the early days you know we've seen him cover up and fall down which I hate seeing you know when a fighter covers up and falls down it's like take, go out on your sword you know what I mean like yeah. take your knockout or get one you know don't don't just cover up and fall down and say I want to go home you know what I mean like it's all that training all the, all well, that yeah, hard at, work go for it look man. at like a, what was it CB Dalloway that um what's his name uh the best ref in the game Herb Dean. Herb Dean. Oh, when he had to let him get murdered. Was it CB Dalloway? Uh, I could be wrong on this one, but yeah, I think so. Yeah, he let it go he used for to a while. CB Dalloway. He might have been alive. <laughs> he, uh, you know, that they had right to there. dolly him away. Is that a, a horrible joke? Bus uh, Connor kind of reference. Nice. But anyway, it's a horrible joke. <laughs> I do feel bad for him. Dolly that Parton. fight. That fight should have been stopped way early. Yeah. But back to. Uh, what anyway, so, yeah, no, I think Chuck, if he can land the punch and uh, rock Tito, I think he can take Tito's heart, I guess you call it. Um, but, you know, Tito's going to be going for the takedowns, and it's, it's going to be a matter can Chuck defend the takedown. And, you know, Tito's been active. Chuck hasn't. But I know Chuck's training hard. I know he's working on yeah. it. So I, I'm well, excited for the fight, man. How, how can you shirts. not watch it, you know? What shirts has he been wearing in those he's training? He's wearing a lot of AK Thailand That's shirts. That's what they are. He loves supporting us, uh, He's such a cool guy, us, man. man. He's such a great guy, yeah. And uh, I, I think he's going to put on a great show, honestly. I really do. And, and I hope he puts on a great show, and I hope he wins, and I hope he retires, and I hope he comes here and parties with us again because we had a great time yes. with him last time. <laughs> here, the gym, out. And I will say we had a, an amazing time with Chuck, but there might be one more fellow that came here recently that could have topped hanging out with Chuck even, maybe, to some level. Oh, that... Uh, he has a beard... <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so we can get into that. Cause Your old uh, buddy Dan Bilzerian. We Bilzerian. haven't talked about that since yeah. the last podcast. So Dan Bilzerian, I visited in uh, Los Angeles. I went to his new house. We talked about this before. Um, was it a trailer or is it a small condo? What is it? It was like a $100 million uh, bachelor pad with 16 And it really like $94 million or something like that? $98 million? What? Is it really the cost of that house? $100 million. Is it really? Oh, yeah. God, man. The Bel Air Estate, they call it. And... It's quite impressive, my man. It's got an ele oh, elevator, so? and uh, the whole roof is like pools and like light shows, and the kitchen's amazing. Everything's there's nothing not amazing. The garage is amazing. Everything's just how it, many cars do you have? I've, I've never. Well, when I went in, he only had the house for three days when I was there, so we only had the. Uh, you would know it. The old. Uh, it was an old kind of. It was like one of those stainless steel cars, and it was old. 53 Porsche? It, it was something. I have no idea. I'm going to need more than it was steel and had wheels. I don't know. It was like a, it was like a classic. Uh, you, you could tell it was a lot of money, but was I don't, I, I don't know exactly. aluminum? Or? It was shiny, like stainless steel, I think. I mean, that it could be It wasn't one. painted. It was like stainless steel. It was like a 
I mean, it could, like the old school, like 56 Porsches kind of did that. Sometime. I don't know. It was something like that. Maybe it was a yeah, Ferrari. I'm sure it wasn't a Yugo. Not a Ferrari, but like a, I don't know. But he had that, but then he, he was getting a Ferrari or something, getting some more. Now he's got like all kinds of cars in there. He's got a ton of cars in, in Las Vegas. He had just bought a $25 million house in Las Vegas the week before. So he <laughs> he was up to about 125 over that, that week and a half in real estate. But uh, yeah, I was there for, for that, and, and he's an awesome guy. And uh, of course... I've been trying to get him to come to AK Thailand for a long he time. Did. And I was in Russia. I left LA, went to Russia, came here, went straight to Russia. And I was like half asleep in Russia. And I got a text from him and he's like, are you going to be in uh, Thailand next week on Wednesday? We're thinking about possibly coming. I was like, well, I can be. I mean, are you coming? He's like, yeah, I'm coming. So I was like, okay. And then I came back and uh, sure enough, he, he went to Armenia and then he came to uh Took his private jet. He says the longest he's ever flown his private jet, but he flew it all the way to Thailand. Wasn't by himself, was he? No, he had a few uh, people with him, actually. Yeah, They were nice. I will say, of, dude. Um, he's a cool dude, it, man. Obviously, the guy got pulled in six million directions while he was here. But for the 45 minutes that me, you, and him talked at that table, remember in the cafe and just talked about old stories and stuff? Yeah. How cool is that guy, well, we, we It was funny because we mentioned we should have done a podcast then and there. Exactly. Because I don't want to... To, to bother he was staying at a place really nice place Sri Panwa uh, which we have uh, a lot of people stay there and stuff um, that I know and Juan runs it and everything it's a great 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 resort and so it's kind of far away and so it's like scheduling everything you know plus tough. getting 15 people to come 15 models with you everywhere you go oh and, they were models <laughs> yeah and uh, so but when we were in the cafe at AKA we were having this conversation and was like man this should be a podcast He's like, shit, yeah, we should have done a podcast here at AKA and just set up everything. But I didn't want to, like, bring it on, yeah. you know. It's just kind of. But, uh, yeah, we had a great conversation, man. And He's, uh, he's yeah. a cool dude, man. He's, he's so really down good. to earth. Yeah. Except Super smart and a great marketer. He uh, just he took off his watch while he was training and threw it to his buddy. And I'm just looking at it fly. I'm like, fuck, what is that? But that man? was the cheaper one. It was, like, that, 35K. 40 grand for yeah, that watch. 35K. And he just threw it across the, the one, Yeah, the one he had before that was 250. My God. He trained in a 35K watch. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do that, too. And he had the Louis Vuitton sandals. He gave them away. Oh, did he? Yeah, he gave them to one of the guys at the gym because he liked them. Oh, really? Yeah. I took a picture of him because no one's <laughs> ever had Louis Vuitton. So you got a picture with another guy at the gym. You got him for free. <clears throat> yeah, because no one at the gym has ever had uh, – or yeah, no one's ever left Louis Vuitton, like, uh, sandals while they trained Muay Thai. I didn't know they made them until I saw your picture. Yeah, and so I was like, oh, that's interesting. But uh, no, man, it, it all – man – all respect to him. He's he's he is a fucking marketing workhorse. He's so dude. intelligent guy, too. He's super intelligent, to and and his company Ignite is it's going to be one of the biggest companies, dude. It's it's going to be a billion dollar company probably within a year. Makes me want to start smoking. They have signs all over Sunset Boulevard right now, um, all over LA. They're doing marketing. I mean, it, they sell out every time he makes a post. I mean, you're talking about a guy who you know he does a video on Instagram and it gets like. It gets literally more views than any other celebrity, even uh, uh, Ronaldo. I mean, dude, that guy's got 140 or well, something you, million people. Remember, he puts a video, it's 5 million, 6 million views. Because he brought up a good point. Bill Zarin is like 17, 18, 19 million. It's like, yeah, he does have, what, how many followers? What 20, 26 million, million something. something like that. But he has how many ghost followers? Oh, a ton. That yeah, were a ton. Her hus- the husband you know, follows, but the wife won't let him, so yeah, he just exactly. goes and looks. Because he did that post of us, and it was like one point. How many million likes or whatever on that? I mean, that's that's ridiculous. I, mean, I just yeah. don't know. 
Yeah, I he, can't fathom how many people that is. He posted a nice picture at the gym training and uh, tagged the gym and everything. We got a lot of followers out of it. It was really nice of him to do that. Yeah, we've had some obviously. really cool people there. But right? it was a really great picture of him too, man. I mean, he he was training. He was training hard, and a lot of people don't realize this, but he's actually trained before. So it's not like he's a beginner or never trained. And the crazy thing was, from what he told me, which I was surprised about, he's never posted a picture of himself training and fighting before. Yeah. So he's never, in all the pictures he's posted on Instagram, he's never shown that he actually has a background in training. Now, he's not saying he's a professional, but he has trained martial arts and he used to do it a lot. And so he used our gym to kind of to take the picture to show, you know, his technique and kind of like, not to show his technique, but to show that he trains. You know, he, he didn't expect, uh, he was expecting to do really bad because of his, you know, he, he wasn't fine. training for a long time, but he actually did pretty good. I, and and I was really impressed you with his remember, cardio. he's our age too, man. It ain't like he's 23. You know, and I was impressed with his cardio, bro, because it was hot. He came in the mid uh, yeah, day right at noon. Yeah, when it was like real, the hottest, when nobody trains. Yeah. And dude, he put in like man, I want to say like five, six solid rounds, like hard with uh, Lom. Do you remember where we went that night? Was it that same night or the next night? One of those nights. I can't remember which night was which, dude. Well, we went to the fights. Oh, we went to the fights, the Muay Thai fights, and then the, the we next, took him to the Muay Thai fights at Bangla. The next night we had. No, no, no. We took him to Muay Thai fights at uh, Patong Stadium. Yeah. And then the next time we went to, uh, remember where we went? We went and got coffee first. Oh, no, the red light district. Yeah. Yeah. I just didn't know if you wanted to say it, but. Nah, we filmed it. Yeah, but I, you It's know, all over the internet. At least I can say I went to a ping pong show with uh, Dan Bilzerian. Yeah. Not a lot of people can say that. We had to have a police escort. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. Well, we had uh, two different security details and a police escort. Um, Pitbull. And uh, there was, uh, yeah interesting shows going on i mean there it's not like we went to like some private no. show of like anything it's just when you walked on the red and light district, we were there for 12 minutes so you, it wasn't like you we see like all these different the shows there. and uh yeah thailand's known for certain types of shows and it's not my favorite s- thing to do here no it's definitely not it's yeah yeah it's not you want to go tonight <laughs> no. <laughs> no all right yeah, it's wanna. it's not an it's, it's not an erotic thing dude to be honest Neurotic. What is, what is your take on that for people like that want to go to a? They call it a sex show, but it's more like just an entertainment kind of. There's nothing sexual about. There's nothing that like uh, turns you on. I guess you would I, say like you go to a strip club. I guess because you want to see girls that turn you on. Whatever the well, case. It's like, yeah, you go to strip clubs. Different. You know, I, we haven't been in but a, twenty years. But an actual but, show like that is not yeah, erotic at all. I don't need to see razor blades coming out of the female anatomy. That doesn't do anything for me. You yeah, know, it's like, know. you know, and then. Then the Sprites and the ginger ales we were drinking were really expensive, you know, or that I was drinking. I didn't drink at all, you for didn't the drink. record. You I never drink anymore, man. What I happened to drink. you? I don't drink. I lost my buddy, man. I don't drink. I just don't drink anymore, dude. Well, I don't work anymore, then. It's It's nice to not know or, or to know what happened the previous night and not have to be told by well, you. We're not 24 When you don't know. Well, we'll, we'll fill no, in I don't blanks. get that drunk. But, I, no, I just, I, I honestly just have no reason to drink, man. I just, I'm trying to stay healthy. There might be a little cut in the action on that one, um, yeah, but that was just because we lost a monitor in our podcast room, so we had to double check to make sure we didn't lose anything. So where were we? Did we? No, I don't. Well, I just so. wanted to to switch gears. Like we haven't been able to talk about um, any UFC. You know, obviously, yeah, let's do we've it. Been apart, but just two things I thought were interesting. Maybe your take on it. Um, Talis Latus. Yeah, he uh, he retired, mm-hmm. but he retired on a win. Now I can't. You know, I haven't done any research in like this, and I could be wrong, but I think the last guy to do that was uh, Chris Lytle, if I remember correctly, to go out on a win where they put their gloves and they walk off. Mm-hmm. I'm just, from your point of view, and I'm not 
saying that you retired incorrectly. I'm just asking. If it seems like if you're going to win, that means you still have it in you where you can win again. And I just why forego that money? And again, he's got his own circumstances. I get it, but just from a fan's point of view that doesn't understand what he's going through or anything like that, I just I feel and almost go to they drag you out. I mean, I, I just you mean he shouldn't have retired? That's what I'm just saying. I'm not saying he should or shouldn't. I don't, again, I don't know his circumstances, what he's got going on in his life, if mm-hmm. his wife made him or whatever's got going on. But I just feel like, why would you quit when you just won? Dude, because I wish I had to quit on a win, you know? But you, I, I just don't see you winning and then being, you know what? Fuck it, I'm done. Well, I would now. But, I mean, like if, if, if fighting was all I had, that'd be a tough decision for sure. And Talos Lathis is, is not a young guy. I mean, oh, like, yeah, he's like 37, He's probably got other things something. going on. So, I mean, he's, he's not probably doing it for the money. So I just, so, I've never really thought about it. Because but, but Chris Lytle. Calm who down for a second here because just because he retired, how many fighters, not just sitting in this room, but how, how many fighters <laughs> do you know? <laughs> That's true. We're that just talking about Chuck. That re- have retired and came back. I mean, it's, Did Tito it's retire before? very, very rare. Who has? Chris Lytle, I mean, other than him, who, who's retired and, and not? Brian Stan, Chris Lytle. BJ Penn, is he coming back? He's back. I think yeah, he's, no, he's back fighting like two soon. weeks. Uh, but I mean, like, everybody comes back, dude. So it's like, he, who knows if he's retired? Mark who Munoz, knows? he never came back. I mean, I swear I'm, I'm not coming back, but I really am not. I'm not coming back. I just made a funny post on Instagram. Yeah, you're going to keep making those, and then, <laughs> then Reebok's going to get a hold of you and be like, look. You want to fight the winner of McGregor, Khabib? I'm sure that's going to happen. For $40 million? I'm sure that's going to happen. I'd come back. Fuck yeah, I'd, you would. I'd come back for $4 million. That's it? <laughs> You'd come back for five hundred grand. <laughs> yeah, I'd do that, too. Shit, man. That's a shit ton of money. Yeah, I wouldn't train. I would just... I'd stay but working. I, you know, my I'd, business is more important right now than anything else, growing my businesses. But I can run I, your I business would, for you for 500 grand, dude. I would definitely do enough to be in good enough shape to show up and make 500 grand yeah, for one day. Yeah, you don't have to train. Yeah, I wouldn't train much, but I'd, don't I, have to. I'd do like the Mark Hunt You could strategy. fight at 220. Who cares? Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd definitely take it just, just for that 500K. I can invest. I'll I could turn right 500K now, into 2 million. If you ever came back, I would corner you, buddy. I'd let you. Damn, I, it's not gonna. I wouldn't need one. I just, I didn't train. <laughs> I'm just gonna go out there, and I'm gonna throw punches until the fight's well, over. So your first fight was 22 seconds. Your last fight, try to beat that, then call it a career. Call it a career. First and last fight, well, 40 seconds. Insult me if I if I quit on a win because you can say who does that. Yeah. Then I steal your Reebok shit too. Not only the ones I get. Mm, nice. Oh yeah, because you get Reebok stuff. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're doing. I don't care if you win or All lose. All you care about is taking shit. You don't care about me fighting. I mean, don't you just show up. Reebok stuff. All you get, just pull out. As long as we get our gear, what that Tuesday before? Just walk and in then and pull tap out. out. Just pull, no, just pull out from the fight like on a Thursday. Pull uh, whatever these kids are doing lately because <laughs> they don't make weight or anything. You know? Yeah, I'm sure that wouldn't damage my legacy. Oh, gives a shit. I got free Reebok stuff, man. Well, that's true. Okay, that I wanted to bring up that. Just kind of curious to see your thing there. And then uh, Henan Burrell. Now I remember that guy. Thirty-four and one. I saw a stat that uh, before USADA got involved, one and five since then. Mm. Um, See, that's one thing that, like, if I wasn't as old and had so much business going on, I would almost want to go back because it'd be nice to fight these guys that are clean now. Yeah, because I spent my whole career fighting guys. I don't probably name a names. lot of them might yeah. not have been so clean because I, I can think of pretty big strong dudes. I'll, I fought. I'll never say it on here because I don't want to call anybody out. Yeah, I mean I do, but. Not this, but I know for a fact two guys that you fought yeah. were on something that horses take. I mean, it's, this thing was funny. Funny thing is, uh, they did urine tests back then on one of them, and uh, I'm not gonna say names. And uh, 
I remember that I was in the locker room and you know when you're doing urine tests they can you can still take shit and then pass a urine test I, don't, I do it all the time I never did a shot I don't know how they do it but then they they take get out of their system before the urine test blah 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 it's before the blood test and all this new USADA stuff um and they came to the locker room and they, they tell you when you're gonna take a blood uh, uh, urine test so come in there beforehand and like okay Mike uh we're gonna be in here and get a urine test for me in a few minutes get ready I don't know how you get ready to pee but okay cool and then the commission guy was staying with me to watch me you know and I did my whole warm-up in the locker room and then uh, after the warm-up, he's like, uh, we're not, I went up to him and I was like, are we going to, I got to go. Like, can we do this? And he's like, no, 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 we decided not to uh, test you. So basically me and my opponent wasn't going to get tested. And that was the fight where I really wanted my opponent to get tested, you know, like just, just in case. Is it the fight I'm thinking of? Uh, not, not, not the most recent, no. Not, not one of my most recent ones. Okay. Um, but... No, my last one was Usada, right? Yeah, yeah, that was. Yeah, no, so well, Usada is Usada. It's before. This is before Usada, yeah. um, but uh, it, it made me insecure because it's like right before I walk out to fight this guy, and the commission's telling me that like after my warm up, they don't even want to test me. Like, uh, so I'm thinking to myself, like, how <laughs> bad was my warm up that like you guys decided to not test me for steroids? Like, I must have had a what, shitty warm up. Do like, they actually? Like go in there and watch you piss. Yeah. So they have to actually see yeah. urine come out of your urethra, urethra Franklin. Oh, what's yeah. that thing called? And like, and the worst part about it is some of them will have conversations with you. and You're just like, just shut up, dude. Oh, they want to talk to you. Yeah, they want to talk to you to make you feel comfortable. But it doesn't make you feel comfortable when Two, you're holding your penis. 2006, 2007. That guy in Bedrick Mall. That while you were and by the way, when we said this, we're, we're not. We're not. We don't know anybody. I thought was on steroids. I do know no. in the past there's been guys for 100% were on steroids. In my UFC career, I don't know for a fact if anyone was on steroids. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm I'm just skeptical guessing. Of two. I'm, I'm guessing that they were. It's on something. But it doesn't matter because, I, you know, yeah, I, I mean, won a lot of the fights where I thought people were on steroids because there's always a good and a bad, man. You know, like I fought guys before that were real big and strong and, and they were probably on something and they were strong for like a round and then it just depleted like to nothing. Like by the time the, the, the fight was over, they had nothing left, you know. So it's like it's a give or take. Do you think I'm on steroids? No. I don't think you can spell steroid. Don't have to. Yeah, well, it's a good thing. I don't, <laughs> think, I don't think you can Thanks, man. And I told you. So I, I can't what, spell what did I tell you four bitch. years ago? I said. Thanks for saving my life. You're in Thailand. You could probably get some nice supplements to help yourself out. Give you that Luke Rockhold body. Give you a tan. And look at you. You didn't do anything. I got. I was trying to tan. help you, dude. I just. I don't, those weights are so heavy at the gym. Man. Yeah, they are. Is that like that at every gym or just not, You don't have to do the ones I do. There's other sizes. You don't have to just do the hundreds. I thought you were doing those five-pound ones when you're running upstairs <laughs> and sweating to the oldies. You're such an asshole, dude. I don't know why. Richard Simmons, with he you. was my idol when I was coming up. That's Russell you. Simmons. Oh, Def it? Comedy Jam. Oh, shit, you're right. No, Richard's the gay little dude that jumps around. <laughs> Fun fact about him. <laughs> his sister kidnapped him and kept him in a house for like two years and wouldn't let him talk to anybody. Oh, really? How weird is that shit? I mean, obviously the dude's 72 now. That's random. Hey, speaking of random things, somebody left a comment on... Uh, on one of my posts, and and they asked me an interesting question. I think we should start doing more comments, guys. Leave comments underneath, like just really weird questions, because these are kind of interesting to answer. I, I thought he Mike the headless chicken. Please Google it and but, ask but, away the comments. Seriously, leave us questions because like we'll answer them. And like I love these crazy questions. Like this guy asked me, he he goes, Mike, would you rather fight a horse-sized duck or ten duck-sized horses? Yeah, I got it right. I think. And I said, there's no duck 
that's going to beat me. I don't care how big he is. So I, 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 I picked the uh, horse-sized duck, and I'll just knock him out. Now, he has the bill, right? I mean, that's dangerous. I mean, imagine a horse-sized duck. He's probably got one hell of a strong bill. So if I can, like, bob and weave and, and miss you his bill. You couldn't hit him. Oh, I'd, God, man, I would he'd destroy al- that thing. He'd always duck. Mm, How nice. about that? Huh? <laughs> the other ones are just horsing so around. Answer the question. The other ones are horsing around, but oh, yeah. um, answer the You question. heard that? Isn't that a group of horses? I get it, dude. I get it. That a herd? You know, is Come it on, a you, gaggle? You hoof to answer this question. Behooves me <laughs> that you even asked that. I'm gonna go. Uh, now they're gonna think we set this up because we're just so no, good. Because we're playing. hilarious. Yeah. Horsing around. Uh, we. Uh, I would do the. Uh, Quit ducking the fucking the question. L- and answer are you just gonna repeat my jokes again? No, you got to fight the one duck, dude. Yeah, that's what I said. Because who can't beat a duck? If you can't beat, I don't care if it's the size of a horse. If you can't beat a duck, they don't have arms. They don't have. I mean, they got. And I feel feet. better about that. Kicking a bunch of horses on the ground. I mean, like. <laughs> I'm picturing my head right now. I feel weird. bad kicking ten horses on the ground that are like the size, like going up to my shin. I don't what know, if they're I'd, big ducks? I'd feel bad, huh? Now you're going to get me stuck on this question. All okay, right. so anyway, guys, long story short, we'll let you guys go. That's yeah, ask us intriguing <laughs> questions like that. That's we got some really good topics coming up. Like I said, it's our first podcast back. We just wanted to come back and, and show you guys that we are back, and we are going to be doing we, these. We weren't too rusty. Yeah. We're going to try to do two a week. and uh, we a little pod rust. We're building a website and getting some more stuff going on, so it's going to be a lot more interesting than this. We're actually going to do mobile podcasts. We're going to go around, travel the world, do podcasts in different areas. Um, we? Well, I will. All right. But uh, – Anyway, uh, so subscribe if you can, and uh, leave us a comment. You can click like if you think Mark's funny. You can click like if you think Mike's funny because he repeats Mark's jokes. There you go. Perfect. And uh, a lot of likes. Before we uh, go. I feel like we're missing something. Kind of out of practice, but I think it went well. I think it was, well, we didn't have really like any specific topic. Yeah, we had okay. the press conference, and we covered that. Just wing it. But uh, oh, there you go again. Stop, stop, just stop. Just stop. Would you rather fight a horse-sized duck without a head? A chicken. Horse-sized chicken. Or duck. Same thing. They're both fucking... They're both foul. But yeah. Like, I don't know why I'm so obsessed. Please Google it for me. Just do me a favor and do it that. It just seems like we're wasting my life. Dude. I, I'm, I'm working on a film, like doing things that are like interesting. Like, we just went 41 minutes about, about MKG and Joe Biden. That's real shit going on. Oh, my God. Puff Daddy issued a statement to oh. Joe Budden. Saying he's going to take care of it. Mm, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, it's he's getting gonna real. He's going to bash him on Twitter. Shit's getting Uh-oh. real. We know the beef of 50 Cent and P, uh, P. Diddy or Diddy or Puff Daddy, whatever the fuck he wants to be called now. So now if Eminem's getting involved, you know fucking 50 Cent's getting involved. This this could bring back the fucking the old days, dude. Wow. I hope nobody gets hurt, but I do like the beef. I was more excited about the beef between the president and the Dixie Chicks. Mm-hmm. That, to me, is more gangster than these idiots. That was idiots. the couch, if anyone picked that up. <laughs> it's a leather couch. All right. Anyway. Uh, okay. So, anyway, guys, sorry that we were uh, a little off topic and scrambling a little bit, but it's our first podcast back. We're having a little bit of fun. It's been a long day. It's uh, Yeah, you were there all day. I was there all day. <laughs> yeah. It was... Uh, I'm glad you finally showed up, you know, and uh, worked most of the day. I... The the gym was only open for one hour that I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But uh, so anyway, we will uh, leave you with a commercial from our sponsor. Oh, nice. Forgot about those. AK Thailand. And uh, thank you for tuning in.
and we will be back and we will cover some good stuff and man it's good to be back yeah welcome back yeah this is how we end it yeah always ready hurry are you sure you got nothing else to say it's your last chance i got nothing all right take care guys we can't talk after this is that what it is we can but i mean this is kind of like the final thing (laughs) just cut all right i'll stop you didn't blow up when you do one more time oh god look at him see (laughs) he's such a sport What's up, everybody? I am here in Thailand. This is the first time I've ever been here. Been dying to come here for years. The great Mike Swick. He's one of the big reasons he's been trying to pull me down here. What he built down here, AKA Thailand, is incredible. There's people here from all over the world. You can train mixed martial arts here, jujitsu. They have weightlifting, they have cardio, and obviously they have Muay Thai, boxing, everything. telling you guys I know everybody wants to go to Thailand because Thailand's so cool but you can't come to Thailand without coming to aka Thailand come on